Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Believe in Chargers. And the word believe is is awfully fitting right now with this Charger team who is off on a little skid. They're fighting for their playoff hopes. And they go to Arizona, and they win a massive game low. I mean, welcome, first of all. I hope everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving. But, I mean, we got to jump right into this one. This one was an insanity. No question. I tell you, it was Thanksgiving feast definitely uh, yesterday for the Chargers. I'm telling you, Borna, I was like, gripping and ripping in my seat and i was like is this gonna happen is this here we go again is the chargers gonna go down especially morning when it's two minutes and like 40 seconds and it's it's third down and like 12 yeah they jump off sides it's like third and 16 you're like oh my god and all of a sudden they get sacked and you're like god are you not going for it and throw and you're like and and, and for note it give staley some credit he punched the ball and he believes in his defense he turns the defense loose. They have a massive stop to stop, you know, stop Arizona uh, from getting the first down. That's a huge stop. And it was like, oh, my goodness, what are you doing? And then when they got the ball, Captain Herbert, Captain America, he delivered. He was throwing darts in between. I mean, that first pass that he threw in between double coverage, you have a zone there. He put it only in a window where the receiver can catch it. It was just methodical what he was able to do to go in and score. And then Staley said, boys, let's go home. I'm not putting this back on the defense. We're in Arizona. Both quarterbacks are smoking. Colin Murray's on fire. Herbert's on fire. He said, boys, let's go home. I don't want to go in overtime. Give this a chance. I'm not going to pull what the – I'm not going to do with Tampa Bay and plan for overtime and plan for a tie and what keeping, keeping teams around. He said – I want to go home. And if you want to go with me, let's do it. Like, let's do it the Charger way. And the angle around that play, watching the design of the play. It's beautiful. It was beautiful. The angle route, you push it. You watch the receiver push it like he's going in the flat. You had a two-man route. You have the running back running to the pylon to getting in. And all of a sudden, the safety for one second takes a look. And sees the running back going out, and they think both of them are going to run out routes. He opens up his hip, and that's when the receiver puts his foot in the ground, comes right underneath the, on the angle route, counted two points on the board. I love the play, love the design, love the call, love the wits, love the balls. Staley showed that he had a big pair yesterday, and it worked out for him. Amen, Lorenzo. And listen, everyone, the attention was all on Keenan Allen, right, on those angle routes, but it was actually Gerald Everett who caught the ball, and I think that's why it was a beautiful play design by Joe Lombardi. Guys, don't forget, everything is back. Sports galore. Basketball's back. We got the FIFA World Cup USA huge game tomorrow against Iran. Of course, the NFL is 
full enforcer. Now, everyone, go to our friends over at betonline.ag, your number one source for all betting needs. Use promo code BELIEVE to get your welcome bonus of 50% off. Bet online where the game starts. And, low. listen, this was such an important drive for Justin Herbert as well because, remember, he had many chances in the two-minute drill. He had a two-minute drill chance in San Francisco. He couldn't get it done. He had a two-minute drill chance in Kansas City at home and couldn't get it done. And then we started hearing it from the social media. Emmanuel Acho calling him a social media quarterback. A lot of people on social media starting to say Justin Herbert can't win big games. Well, you know what he did? He had a third week in a row of the two-minute drill and was flawless. Perfect. As you said, throwing darts everywhere. Talk to me what it means for Herbert's confidence after not being able to get it done in the two-minute drill two weeks straight and being able to deliver when they needed him most. Third time's a charm, right? Yeah, I, I love the kid. I remember I remember shooting him in text just about life. I, I loved. I, I just loved the back and forth. I mean, here's a young man, man that loves football. That's 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 been thrust in the media as anointed as one of the greats. That's been put on a platform that doesn't have all the weapons. And still, I said, man, I tell him, I said, play within yourself. I said, you can only. I said, let the chips fall where they fall. I said, you can only handle what you can handle. You can only do what you can do. Don't try to do any more. Don't try to do any less. But sometimes Herbert, young Herbert, he's trying to just carry this team instead of live the fight on another day. And sometimes it's very, very unfair. I was like, look, yesterday's history. Tomorrow's a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. You have to live in that moment. And watching this young man grow up and do the things that he needs to do, how is he doing this? He's doing it by being consistent. Like you just said, the third week in a row, that he's he is putting himself in that he's he's not putting himself the team is putting him in a situation that he has to be a champion not just play good because he's been playing well but he doesn't have to play Facts. well he's got to play great and he's got to take his team down to win and if he doesn't he gets the blunt of it and that's what's sad about this whole thing Borna is because if he doesn't take his team down the score if he doesn't do what he does, mm. oh, he, he can't. Oh, he cracked under pressure. When they're not looking at the lines break, the line up front, the breakdown up each guy's taking different po- opportunities to make a mistake, seeing Herbert scramble, make nothing out of something. I mean, it's amazing what this kid is doing, but it was awesome just to watch these two young quarterbacks go at it. And oh, yeah, there was another quarterback. To, history was made yesterday because, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the, the uh, when you watch. Another team, Jacksonville, two quarterbacks, one in overtime and went for not on overtime, but two point conversion. And at first time, what in the history of the league, something like that happens. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence was awesome. Trevor was yeah. awesome too. But man, I just love that the Chargers showed the grit and tenacity to finish. That's what everyone wanted to see. Can you finish in spite of? Can you finish in spite of the defense not playing great? Can you finish in spite of the defense having breakdowns, but then bend but don't break? Can you finish when, you know what, you're down, it's only 40 seconds or you have a little over a minute. Can you take it down and not just kick a field goal, but score a touchdown and go for two? Can you do that? That's hard to do, brother. That's hard to do. And it's gutsy. And, and listen, everybody, it's week 13 of the National Football League season. We know the identities of, of, of our respective teams at this point. Here's who the Chargers are. They are a flawed team. They are a hurt team. They don't have a good rush defense, and they allowed almost another 200 yards to the Arizona Cardinals on the ground who are not a good rushing team. The Chargers in their own right, guess who led the Chargers in rushing yards? Justin Herbert with 38 of them. 
All right. The Chargers aren't a good rushing team and they aren't good at defending the run. Considering those circumstances, the fact that they are in playoff contention, you got to turn your head and look at number 10. They don't have a good defense. They've hadn't had their receivers all year. They can't run the ball. They can't stop the run. Low, that sounds like a winless Lions team in 2008. But no, the Chargers are 6-5, and five and they have everything right in front of them still. They're only a game back of the Jets, a game back of the Bengals for that AFC wild card. Listen, here's what I've learned, though. This Chargers defense, I want to give them credit, as Lorenzo started the show with on that final drive. They struggled to contain Kyler Murray and the Cardinals for most of Sunday afternoon, yet they found a rhythm down the stretch of the game. They forced the Cardinals into three consecutive three and outs, and the third one got Herbert the ball back with 148 remaining. I think Derwin James was the star of the game on the defensive side of the ball. He had two takeaways. He stuffed a run on first down. Cornerback Michael Davis got home for a sack on a blitz on second and second down, and on third and 16, James Conner almost picked it up, but it wasn't enough. So Lorenzo Neal, I mean, let's talk about number 33. I mean, number three now, Derwin James. I mean, it's pretty ironic Derwin's a guy who's had some injury problems in his entire career, yet he's been the durable guy in an injury-filled team this year. Talk about how Derwin James's presence is felt with this team. I mean, he is everywhere for the Chargers, man. He really is. And when you watch, you know, Arizona, they have a smaller Derwin James. You know, the little safety, he'll hit you, yeah. he'll smack you, but he's not Derwin James. Not Buddha. Yeah, it's Buddha, Buddha Baker, right? Buddha yeah. Baker, yep. Buddha Baker. They have the same type of heart and tenacity. Just our guys bigger and stronger and can do more. When a game's on the line, that's what Duran, that leadership, that moxie that he's bringing to the defense, in spite of the defense being in shambles, in spite of the defense not having arguably the top one of the top five rushers in the league and Joey Bosa not being able to play. Think about what this team is still being able to do. Like you just alluded to, their defense is beat up. Your offense is beat up, decimated. You can't run the ball with any type of consistency, and you're six and five. Don't look now, but you're six and five. What does that tell you about the Moxie and just this team and tell you about the Duran James, the Cleo Mack? When times are tough, these guys know how to bend. They don't break. They know when to bow their neck, and they give the offense. You can say what they want. You can say what you want. As bad as they play, and as many yards that teams can run the ball against them, and the way they're giving up a lot of rush yards, you can put it any way you want to. But when the game's on the line, that defense has come through in flying colors to get the ball back for the offense. They did it in, with San Francisco. They did it last week. They continue in crucial situations. At least they're giving their defense, the offense a chance to win the ball game. And thankfully, Justin Herbert said, okay, guys. I will let me reintroduce myself. My name is Justin, and that's Herbert, and I got y'all, and I won't let you lose. And that's what was so awesome about yesterday. I love it. I love it. And, and, and people don't realize, too, people are knocking him for not being clutch. This was Justin Herbert's 12th game-winning drive of his career. That ties him with Patrick Mahomes, all right, who's been in the league for a few years before him. So people are – I think people are forgetting that the, the hand – Herbert's been dealt right now, right? right. Four missing guys. Like the, the hand this guy's being dealt right now is basically, hey, here's one grain of rice, go feed a city. I mean, Pretty, and, yes. and, and, and it's a little bit ridiculous. It's unfair. I understand. But, Lowen, I think some of it, I, I think at times we do need to 
to get on Justin Herbert a little bit, but I think the criticism from the media is starting to get really, really, really ridiculous. I mean, you take a look at someone like Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Him and Herbert are going to be compared forever. Wake me up when Justin Herbert has a Jamar Chase. I mean, wait, wake me up when that happens, right? Look right. what look what look what that Bengals defense. People aren't talking about this, but this Bengals defense, Lorenzo Neal, is the reason they won the Super Bowl last year. It wasn't because of the Bengals offense. They had a few explosive plays, but Lou Anarumo and those Bengals, they started out as a weak defensive unit and they got better and better and better as the year went on. There are a lot of ancillary pieces. Of course, good quarterback play is going to win you a Super Bowl, but good quarterback play, just that in its own is not going to win you a Super Bowl. I'll give you the prime example right here, everybody. Look at Tom Brady. This guy's somehow winning 12 games every single year. You want to know why, why Tom Brady's five and six for the first time in a long time? It's because he doesn't have an offensive line because three of his five starting offensive linemen got hurt. And what does that make Tom Brady? Yes, the 43-year-old Aegis Wonder. It makes him look mortal again. It makes yeah. him not look immortal. And I think people forget you can be so special, but if you don't have the ancillary pieces to help you get to that spot, you're just another one of those guys, Low. No, no question. You got to see it yesterday with Brady with the inconsistency in the running game, and he has no offensive line to keep him protected and keep him clean. He can't move. He's statuesque. And he, it showed up yesterday. If Tom Brady, if you put Tom Brady on, there's there's eight or nine teams you can put Tom Brady and Justin Herbert on. And I can tell you, I think those teams are Super Bowl teams. Yep. I just, they're that good. Niners. Oh, my God. You put Tom Brady there. You put Justin Herbert there. They're winning Super Bowl. Because their ability to think and the ability to throw the ball. And John Brady can beat you with the ball. He's so smart. But when you think about, when it comes down to it, Herbert doesn't have, Tom, Herbert doesn't have, a run game and Eckler is a good back. But if you watch the inconsistency of Eckler because he doesn't have necessarily a great offensive line, what does he have? Herbert is the leading rusher yesterday, like you alluded to. I mean, this guy is having to do everything. Next thing he's gonna have to throw him a pass. Just, you know, I mean, I mean, what can he do for this team? I mean, he is people aren't talking about this guy enough. I get it. Yes, he's had some moments which you say, What are you thinking? But here's the deal. He was injured, broken ribs, cartilage in the thing. You're getting shot up for four of those weeks. The guy couldn't even move. He was just going out there and gutting it out because he's just that type of guy. So, look, yes, he's got to make – he had some bad decisions. Yes, you got to take – he's got to take some of the blame. Yes, I told you a couple weeks ago, now he's no longer reacting. He's playing football. He turned back into a football player. When he was injured, it was like, okay, I got to get here with the ball. I'm not staying in his pocket. It was painful to watch. It was painful. But yeah. now you watch the last couple of weeks, you can say what you want. The guy is no longer, he's reacting again. He's playing football. He's a football player, and he's not mechanical like he was when he was hurt. And it's going to be interesting, Chargers fans, as we kind of take a look at the Chargers schedule coming up. Listen, they they go to Vegas next week for a huge game against the Raiders. And I think at this point, Low, they, they got to get as many wins as they can on the board. And they're going to have opportunities to. You go play the Raiders next week. Listen, this Raiders team, they had a big one in Seattle, but they vastly underachieved in terms of their expectations this week. And then the week after that, you have two tough games. And that's where they have to split where you host the Dolphins and you host the Titans, two really, really good teams in the AFC. So the Chargers right now currently stand at 6-5. and five. Over their next three games, in my opinion, they're going to need to be 8-6. and six. They're going to need to go 2-1 and one in those next three games and find themselves at 8-6 and six in their final three games at Indianapolis, hosting the Rams at Denver. That's another stretch where they can get maybe go 2-1 and one 
and hopefully 10 and 7 gets you in. Listen, it's not about where you start. It's about how you finish. The Chargers at this point just want to find a way to get into the playoffs because at that point, anything can happen. We saw that in baseball with the San Diego Padres, but you take a look at this Charger team. They're going to get Bosa back in two to three weeks. There's rumors that Slater can be back for the end of the year. So, low, there's still a chance that they can get some of these big-time pieces back to help this defense along. So what's your mindset? If you're Coach Staley, who's receiving a ton of criticism, and rightfully so, this rush defense is still bad. There's a lot of big flaws in this team. How do you keep this locker room together and tell them everything's in front of them? Be Coach Lorenzo Neal for me for a sec. Yeah, for me, it's simple. You just alluded it, like you said. Go 10-7. and seven. I, I'm not telling the team to go 2-7, and 10-7. And, uh, and seven. I'm just saying, look, look, guys, we, got, we have everyone that's in front of us we can beat. Any given Sunday, we can beat anyone. Guys, we got a fighting chance. You know what? And I'd stand Herbert up. I say, guys, guess what? See this guy right here? We're going to be in every single game because 10 is going to keep us in this game. Now, I'm asking you. I'm not telling you he's going to keep us in the game, but what are you going to do to keep us in the game? Because here's what's going to come down. It's going to come down to each and every one of you guys as men, as special teams, as offensive coordinators, as defensive coordinators, as special team coordinators. It's going to come down to us to say we have our – look, guys, you can look around the league. And you, you, make, you make this man stand up and you say, see this guy standing up here? Name me five quarterbacks or name me three quarterbacks that you'd rather have than this guy. Name me guys that you – okay, maybe Mahomes. Okay, but you look around the league, what he's doing, I said, we got an elite quarterback. Guys, and it would be doing us a disfavor, disservice, and we don't get it. All we have to do is do our jobs. No, we haven't been perfect. And I'm not telling we're going to be perfect, but I'm telling you this. If we do our jobs – and we hold on and keep teams under 21 or, you know, 24 points, we're in any of every game. I'm saying defense, we can bend. We just can't break. I'm saying, guys, special teams, win the special teams battle. Find a way to change field position. Give us a turnover here and there. We can win if we play together collectively as a team because we got a guy that's going to tuck the ball all around the yard, and if we can protect him and do the things, we are in this game. Guys, we aren't looking to say, oh, guys, we're going to just hope it. No, we're not hoping. We're not out of this thing. We're in it. What is each man going to do for the next five to six, seven weeks? What are we going to do as a team, as a coaching staff, as players to make sure we take care Preach. of business? Because once we get in it, it's anybody's game. I love it, man. And, and, and another point to this is, listen, you know, Justin Herbert Again, we talked about it. There's a reason he needs to throw continuously more than 40 passes, 40 pass attempts a game. People don't realize that most teams lose, all right, when their quarterback's attempting 40 or more passes in a game. A team that faces double-digit deficits in the first half don't usually overcome that. But then there's Justin Herbert and the Chargers. And listen, listen to this, Dad, everyone. Teams are 21 and 51 when they're throwing at least 40 times a game. But Justin Herbert's 3-3. Three and three. And he's one of six quarterbacks who are at 500 or have a winning record in those games. And he's not had his full Arsenal player. So I want to talk about a player on the Chargers, actually, guys, whose stock is rising very fast for me. And that's DeAndre Carter. This is a fifth-year receiver the Chargers signed, kind of out of nowhere to play a special teams role. Yet, with all these decimations of injuries, DeAndre Carter's had to step up, be one of the lead receivers of this team, kind of manhandling the slot. And not only he's set career highs with seven receptions for 73 yards, but he's doing it in the punt return game as well. We have to remember, after the Chargers had that big three and out, they punt the ball to DeAndre Carter. He runs all the way back to uh, the Arizona Cardinals territory at the 40-yard line. 
All right. He had a 33 yard touchdown in the second quarter. He has become one of number 10's security blankets. And this is a guy now who was kind of bouncing around Washington, not really finding a role in this league, who's here to stay low. Talk to me how, you know, about DeAndre Carter and his presence right now at the charge, because everyone's going to be talking about Keenan and Mike, but they haven't been healthy. This is a guy who's doing it not only on the offensive side of the ball, but in the kick return game and in the special teams game. Carter's been very, very consistent. When you think about what DeAndre has done for this team, he's been a great stopgap. Because there's a lot of guys that tell you that sometimes the situation occurs and you're given the opportunity, the opportunity to showcase what you can do. And how many times have you seen guys just fall on their face because they have to do it for week in and week out? Look no further than the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not comparing the two because I know it's different positions, but look at the quarterback. Look at Jimmy G. Look at yesterday. You went 13-0. He got hit. He got binged up. They can't run the ball. They, you know, they were inconsistent running the ball. But if you ask him to throw the ball 50 times, the Niners lose. If you ask, there's a, a handful of quarterbacks, if they have to throw the ball 50 times, you're going to say it's a loss. Justin Herbert gives you that chance, but that's what I'm saying when you're talking about Carter, though, what he brings in the special teams and what he's been. He's been consistent for Herbert. He's been consistent in the special teams. He's changed field positions. I'm telling you right now, if you're talking about just the, one of the unsung heroes, this guy's on the short list for the Chargers. No doubt about it. I mean, he's been everything and anything everything. that the Chargers have wanted, and, and, and they've needed him to step up big time with no Keenan, no Mike Palmer dealing with concussions. I mean, it's crazy the amount of injuries that this team has had to deal with. Their quarterback, their line. I mean, everyone outside of Austin Eckler, knock on wood, ha has been hurt on, on the Chargers starting 11 at some point this year, which is just absolutely ludicrous to me that's not even talking about the defense side of the ball but it's actually ironic because the Chargers notoriously are a team that struggles in the special teams department but they've actually been awesome uh, on the special teams front this year they found their new kicker and dicker the kicker love that guy he's been absolutely absolute yeah. nails for the Chargers J.K. Scott's been really good punting the football I think leading the league or at least top five in hang time DeAndre Carter's been great returning the football so what's once been a big issue for the Chargers has actually been a uh, probably their their strongest unit out of the consistency yes it, and they, they they got the former Viking special teams coach. So it seems like that's a great hire. It seems like that's finally good. And as you said, consistency, consistency, consistency. So Lo, what, what what's next? Is Do the Chargers have to just accept this is the only way they can win football games? They can't run the ball. They're going to have to hope they can throw it 45, 50 times a game. Or how can they get something going running the I, ball? I think you just got to 20 keep... yards for Eckler, Lowe, on five carries. Yeah. And, and one thing about it is you got to stay consistent with the run you got to keep teams honest. I think it should be around 25 carries. Just, I think you got to have a good mixture. I think they need to run the ball at least 25 times. If they're in games, you need the magic number to me is 25. Even, if you, don't, even if you take Eckler, even if you take some carries from Eckler and give it to some other guys, yeah. you got to keep them involved. But you got to realize Eckler's very, very big in the passing game. Huge. He's a huge. You watch him in those screens, the flat routes, what he can do. So they understand they're not great in the trenches. So they try to get Eckler the ball in space and let him do things. But you do got to stay a little bit more consistent in the run game, in my opinion, if you want to make some noise. Yeah, be, yeah. So, I mean, between Austin Eckler, Josh Kelly, and Isaiah Spiller, they ran the ball nine times, which is just ain't going to cut it between three running backs. But, Lowe, you bring up a great point because I don't want to be negative Nancy here. Lowe kind of bringing me out of the ashes. Listen, the bread and butter call is the Austin Eckler screen, and they did that to get to the one-yard line in the final drive of the game. That's been the staple play call, I think, for the offense this season. Not not just, you know, uh, yesterday, but, you know, this season, particularly in, in the red zone, right? It's a play-action boot pass to Eckler in the flat. Yep. They kind of pull some of those linemen to sweep they have them working in space 
Exactly. I love what they do. They said, okay, we got to get Eckler in space and run like a sweep. What it is, is we cut the defense off, we get some misdirection, and now half the defense is flowing the other way, and I put two offensive linemen, and guess what? Now it's four on three, or it's five on three. And Eckler usually make one guy miss, and the other guy, he's going to, you know, the other guy's going to try to hang on for dear life. So what that's what the Chargers are doing. They understand when you try to run Eckler in between tackles on a consistent basis, guys, too many guys, there's too many guys in the box, and you don't get enough movement, you don't get enough push. So you have to say, how do we do this, get this guy the ball? Because he is a weapon, so we have to get him in space on those boots and on those counters and let him get to those screen, and then bam, you got two guys in front. It's like student body left or right. So they're doing that, and that's creating – that's like a run game. That's like a running play for the Chargers. But you're still going to have to run the ball. The running backs are going to have to do better. The offensive line going to have to do better. Because if this team could run the ball with a little bit more consistency yeah. and average, I would say the number for me uh, – you know the number for me, Barna, is not crazy. My number is between 85 to 110 yards a game. If they could be at 85, 80 yards a game, and you know Justin Herbert, he's going to go for over three – if they're doing that, if they're doing that, you know, on 20 to 25 carries, I'm happy. That's all the because that means you're get that means you're converting first downs. That means your running game is you average at least three to four yards a tote. And if you could do that as the Chargers, I'm telling you, you could be a team that could be a, a force because their defense, yeah, it's not a good against the run, but they're doing something that a lot of teams can't do. They're bending, but they're not breaking and giving up touchdowns. No doubt about it. And, and you know what? What I do like as well is this team has, has stayed to their roots and things that have hurt them in the past, they still believe in themselves and they want to do things on their terms. I'll give you another example. Let's talk about the two-point conversion. You know, this is, first of all, at this point, Lo, I was stunned they were going for two. I mean, because the only reason I was stunned is if this was Brandon Staley of last year, I would have bought that they were going for two. It seems like Staley's been a little bit more conservative, at least at times, with his with his decision-making this year. So it was kind of anti-year two Staley to go for two. Now, luckily, it paid off. But the Chargers kind of put the stick-flat concept on film time and time again. The stick route, I know Lowe is a football homer, knows obviously it's a quick you know route coming in, two yards, three yards shallow in the end zone. And the Chiefs game in week two, the deciding pick six, that was the exact concept, and, and, and it screwed the Chargers. But Gerald Everett got his redemption Sunday on a variation of that call, and he told the media postgame, quote, you sell it, you sell it, you sell it. You hope that they overplay it, and that's what he did. He gave a little bit of a pivot to the right, the defender bit, and he was wide open dancing in the end zone for two on the left. So these are the kind of times where you go back into the film, you study, you study, and you pull it out at the right time. And listen, the Chargers needed it most. Lorenzo, I cannot – underline how important it is that this team is six and five versus five and six specifically after Cincinnati goes to Tennessee and beats them and they go to seven and four and the Jets take care of business and they're seven and four I don't want to digress below I mean the Jets wow they have an average quarterback and they show they're a good football team I don't want to knock the Zach Wilson kid but it's looking like his career is going like this very very fast they have it even a below average quarterback in Mike White and they look dangerous huh they do, and that's because you got Robert Sala, a defensive-minded guy. His defense is flying. His defense is flying around. These guys got guys believing. But you're absolutely right. That's what gives you hope about the Chargers because I'm telling you, you don't want your Chargers quarterback. is 20. Justin Herbert is 30 times better than their quarterback. So it gives you a fighting chance if you can protect the kid. And that, that route that they ran for the two-point conversion, like you alluded to, it was picture perfect because what they did, they understood the kind of coverage they were going to get. 
And they said, how are we going to sell this? And you sell the flat route because you had Eckler run into the flat. And now you said, okay, he's going to push his shoulders. And the safety, once he turned his shoulders, like saying, I'm going to the flat, boom, the receiver cuts right back underneath there. That's just the perfect route. Attention to details because he sold the flat. And boom, once the, once the cornerback or opened up his hips, you cannot, you cannot get back in time. Perfect coverage, perfect play, perfect play, Paul. And that was big for the Chargers. And that was it, everybody. The Chargers win 25-24. Raiders up next low. Let's do a quick three, four-minute preview. Then we'll wrap it up about this Raiders team coming off a huge win, actually, in Seattle. Josh Jacobs, I think, is the first player ever to rush for 180 yards and have 70 yards of receiving in the same game. This Josh Jacobs kid is a force to be reckoned with. And unfortunately for the Chargers, they ain't good at stopping the run. And if you are going to allow... James Conner and the, the Cardinals have had a bad rushing attack, 120 yards off 25 carries. Josh Jacobs is licking his chops, getting ready to face this Charger team. So what's the message to the Chargers and how can they mitigate this rushing attack of the Las Vegas Raiders? I think it's very simple. You got to realize the Raiders are thinking we're going to run the ball and they're going to be stubborn with it. And I'm telling you, this is those games that I can tell you right now, if you said, hey, Raiders have 120 yards, Jacobs have over 120 yards rushing. I'm going to take the under. I think the Chargers understand what's going to be coming at them. This is a situation where you got to realize the Raiders, no matter what mentally you think, oh, we can run the ball. You're going to go in with a little arrogance about running the ball. You're going to go in feeling like you can. And the Chargers understand that. So I think it's going to be a very, very competitive game. They're going to have to shut down the run. You cannot let, you know, Fresno State's finest beat you, Devontae Adams. You got to play some good football and you got to make Derek Carby. The, the, the secret to the Raiders is make Carr beat you. He's a he's, he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. Make him beat you. Do not let Jacobs beat And if they have two dimension, if you can't shut down one, then I, it's going to be a long day. The Chargers cannot let Jacobs run, and he can't. you can't let Carr and Jacobs both have their way. Here's what you do. You stack the box, and you double Devontae Adams. You let anyone else beat you. Yep. Even, if it's, even if it's Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, whoever, you let anyone else beat you. And I think, uh, I think that should be the Chargers game plan. And listen, Chargers coming in at two and a half point favorites at our friends on betonline.ag. It should be a big time environment. Listen, the Raiders basically need to win out to, to preserve their playoff hope. So they're going to be fighting tooth and nail. They just came off two emotional victories in Denver and in Seattle. So they're playing with a little bit of momentum. Never easy in the division, although the AFC West has been severely underwhelming. Oh, those Denver Broncos, they're getting made fun of now, Low. What, let's, what let's happened? Ride. Let's ride. Let's ride, huh, Russ? Let's ride, Russ. Uh, Lo, it's, it, Lo, it's actually insane. It's actually it, it crazy, is. huh? It, it really is to watch Denver. I, I never thought I could see this, that that Russ with the weapons he have. I understand the line isn't as good as it. But this is Russell Wilson, supposed to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. What? Very, very shocked the way that he's playing, the inconsistency, and they're already trying to run him out of Denver. And he's going to be there. Newsflash, Denver fans. He's going to be there for at least three years because I got 240 million reasons why. (laughs) (laughs) And newsflash Chargers fans, Patrick Mahomes ain't going to leave for the rest of Don. And this is a guy who's who's nine and two again. And he's throwing and and we we complain about who we're throwing to. He's he's losing guys. He lost Tyree Kill, Juju's concussion. I mean, he's throwing a Marquez Valdez Scanling, number 84, who I don't even know his name, and Travis Kelsey. So no excuses there. But I think the one difference with Kansas City versus the Chargers, sure, they may have slightly better quarterback play, but what are they doing? doing low knows it they're running the ball 
Yes. Isaiah Pacheco, six, yep. seven yards, second and three. Yep. They're running the ball. What is San Francisco doing? The Chargers have a better quarterback, but newsflash, folks, they are running the ball. It's the most important thing. Lo, ever since I've started doing these podcasts with you, I've learned something. Running the football is the running. most important thing in football. It, it, absolutely. If you're running the and football, and I never is, understood why. Yeah, but it's a mindset, baby. If you can run the ball, you can win in the National Football League. Everybody, it's been a pleasure. The Chargers have everything in front of them. Lorenzo Neal, you are my teacher. Thank you for all the lessons. We'll talk to you soon. Love you, boy. Cheers. Cheers. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.